cliffcentral.com. I want us to quickly turn our attention to shooting our shot in the world of cryptocurrency. We've got Sean Saunders here. Hey, Sean, how's it going, man? Morning, Gareth. Yeah, good. How are you doing today? Good. Candice and um, Bulelo and I were talking about uh, all the the, like really important shit in the world, like should there be a female James Bond? And it got us down some pretty dangerous and, and dodgy rabbit holes, but I think it's good that we can come back and talk about crypto. So there's been, as usual, a lot happening. You know, if if the cryptocurrency world was as boring as like the JSE, for example, I don't know what we'd talk about every week because the ups and downs are so dramatic and there's always some new information and there's always something going on. So every week I look forward to seeing you because I know that we're going to talk about something that is extreme it's never ever boring and i mean it dropped down to something like fifty five thousand dollars earlier this this week or last week um i actually sold and then bought back in a little bit you could make some serious money in the market at the moment are you still bullish at this time of year um you can't ask me that i'm like the the permanent bull if you want to call it that but yeah it's been a really really volatile week I mean, yesterday we saw $59,000 of Bitcoin. Yeah. It dropped down to $56,000 in the space of six hours. It's jumped back up to $57,000. So there's a lot of uncertainty. Mm. And this isn't actually just in the crypto market. There's a lot of uncertainty across the different markets, whether it be the stock market, bond market, currency markets. Um, and then the crypto market sort of has this higher beta, as they call it. So this higher volatility relative to the other markets. Right. Um, but no, I'm still really bullish. And yeah, I think if anything, sort of the case for crypto has become even stronger because of this new variant that's potentially come out. And probably there's going to be some extended stimulus uh, from governments. And ultimately, you know, that's sort of the play here, really. I mean, there's, there's I suppose, the generational side of things. And I'll talk about an interesting study we did recently Mm -hmm. um, in just a moment, but you've got the generational play to say like younger investors are definitely more interested in crypto than other asset classes. And then you've also got this, I don't know, this sort of macro trend of governments have stuffed up pretty badly and central banks have done a pretty bad job and injected a ton of money into the system. And you've created this like perfect environment for an alternative currency system to flourish. Um, But just on that study side of things, how's this for an interesting statistic, right? So we've over the last two years, uh, we've every sort of three to six months run a user test and we mm-hmm. brought in between 20 or 30 people and we try and mix it up. Recently, we decided to bring in a group of younger people. So people under the age of 35 and we asked them, what was your first investment ever? You will not believe it, but 50% came out to say that crypto was their first investment era ever, wow. which is a pretty remarkable statistic, especially given that it's only been around for a short period of time. Yeah. And then a further... of those 50%, um, they came out to say that it was Bitcoin that was sort of the the first cryptocurrency they bought. No surprise Mm -hmm. there, really. But it just goes to show there is this sort of this sequential buy Bitcoin, explore the crypto market a little bit further, and then start going down the rabbit hole. And I think that's quite an interesting thing to start thinking about, because all of a sudden, cryptocurrencies as an investable class become more of a sort of a generational play. It's like sort of saying, okay, right, well, younger people are getting into this. You know, where is this technology going? And I do definitely see cryptocurrency, in particular the likes of, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, some of the top cryptocurrencies being mm. a bigger part of the future. And, uh, yeah, I think we're just that's, still getting started. So that's amazing that there's a whole generation of people who, when they think investment, the first thing they think is cryptocurrency. You know, if you think of any generation before this, they would have thought property, they would have thought gold they would have thought stocks and shares 
They might have thought uh, invest in other businesses. It's amazing that the first port of call for people under the age of 30 right now is crypto. That's spectacular. And you said, what, 50% of them? So 50%, and I know that doesn't sound like an absolute wow statistic. No, that's big. But half of the people that you are interviewing are saying that their first investment ever, and this isn't a Revix group of individuals, by the way, sorry, this is just a random group mm. of people. Um, their first investment ever has been in crypto. So it's weird. It's sort of like this gateway drug into the world of investing as well. Yeah. So maybe at some point in time, governments and regulators are actually going to be like, hey, like we're actually teaching an entire younger generation this idea of investing that we were battling to do in the past. And, you know, you have your sort of uh, your opinions on crypto and, you know, it can be this volatile asset class. It can be just pie in the sky. It could be monopoly money. It could be the future sure. of, of money and finance. But at the end of the day, I think it's actually having a really big impact on younger investors. And I think you're going to see this retail investor. So everyday people are called retail investors, but this retail investor boom over the next few years. And I think we're just at the start of that as well. All right. So you mentioned something which I think deserves a little bit of exploration. And it wouldn't be the first time we've spoken about this, but... People are disappointed in governments, more than ever probably, and they've realized like governments are not going to save you. In fact, the fiat currencies that are mostly manipulated by governments or certainly are controlled by them in terms of central banking and all the rest of it, this is not going to make your, your money more valuable. Um, I saw an interesting thing that, that I think one of the big economists put up on social media this week about how if you'd invested 10,000 rand in the JSE, you might have – I don't know. They, they they worked out somewhere around eighteen to twenty thousand rand. Now, if you'd invested in the New York Stock Exchange, you'd have like eighty thousand rand now. But the most important thing of all is obviously if you'd invested that in crypto, you'd probably be looking at I don't know a a forty percent return in some cases. And and I look at the the rand to the dollar this morning, and I see how. You have to now spend 15.81 South African rand to get $1. Um, and that is not good if most of your money is in rands. If most of your money was in Bitcoin, you'd be a whole lot better off than that. Uh, I mean, the rand play is terrible as it is. I always say the worst investment you can possibly have is holding cash. And <laughs> people don't realize this because it's one of these hidden sort of, and I'm talking about inflation here, but it's one of these hidden costs that don't kind of come up and creep on you. Oh, that, that's not a little pedophile-ish. Uh, they don't come and creep up on you just randomly out of the blue. Um, you, you, you've got this gradual increase in prices over time. Yeah, you like that, Mileta. <laughs> um, but you've got this gradual increase. It's like coming back to maybe a discussion that we had a few weeks back. Uh-huh. It's like that stalker that doesn't stop is just there your entire life. Like, I'm terrible with analogies. I'm not going to stop with analogies. <laughs> the stalker <laughs> and the pedophile basically don't have cash. I'm trying to do an illustration <laughs> to a pedophile analogy and failing dismally, but I'm going to continue with what I'm saying. People sure. just don't realize just how expensive things get over time until they're like, oh my God, that, that car is this much more expensive or that cup of coffee is more yeah. expensive. And that's the thing that we're trying to say to a lot of people. Hey, there's this investment idea. And, you know, that can be crypto, it can be stocks, it can be a whole bunch of other things. That makes a lot more sense. And the mm-hmm. beauty is that cryptocurrencies are dollar-based assets. Right. They are not RAND-based assets. So if you want to protect yourself against the fluctuations in the RAND, you can buy cryptocurrency. And, I mean, you know, if you had bought um, a Bitcoin, regardless of the change in the price of Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of the other cryptos, right. uh, you'd be about 7% richer than three months ago instead of holding RANDs. I also think, you know, something else just to to sort of come back to the point that you're talking about sort of investment returns on more traditional stock exchanges and all the rest. So, I mean, I was looking at MoneyWeb's recent list of the 
I think it's the top 50 performing funds mm -hmm. and mutual funds and uh, collective investment schemes in South Africa yep. over the last three years. And it is disgusting to say the very least. Like you go look at these, and I mean, you know, I come from a world of finance yep. and you look at the returns, the return of the top performing investment fund in South Africa over the last, and these aren't actively managed. These don't have fund managers trying to outperform the market and all the rest. Yeah. These are sort of like exactly, they make up, you know, 40% out of your pension fund. Mm -hmm. um, the top performer is literally the S&P 500. So that all that really means is that the RAND's depreciated so much that it doesn't matter what fund does in South Africa, they can invest in technology, they could invest in any sort of, you know, foreign a theme or asset class or whatever, and the RAND's depreciation just ruins their return. Yep. Um, so that's, you know, sort of where you need to step in and go, no, like, listen, if you're going to be smart about this, get some dollar exposure, some dollar exposure to a dollar-based investment. Mm -hmm. And and as we were saying yesterday on the show, with things like the petrol price going up as dramatically as it has done in the last couple of days, that's going to affect everything too because the cost of everything goes up and your RAND is worth less. So. This is why you, this is why you need yeah. to at least diversify. And again, I will say to you, if you haven't thought about getting into the crypto market, there is no time like the present. The only, the only time that's better than right now is yesterday. And you can sign up to Revix for free. You can verify your ID, add funds, select a bundle of your choice. You don't have to put your life savings into this. And you also don't have to risk money that you can't afford to risk. Just put some in and see what happens. Exactly. There we go. That's and I think the other thing as well, just to sort of add to that is, I mean, you mentioned it's easy to get started and you know, it doesn't require you to have a lot of money. Don't even invest. You know, I mean, go ahead. We'd love you to invest. Naturally, that's the reason sort of, you know, we're talking about crypto 24 seven, mm -hmm. but just start learning about this space. Yeah. I mean, you can either be in the party to say, Hey, oh, this technology is too far into me. And you know, you, you sound like, you know, your grandparents and all the rest. That's yeah. like, Oh, this internet thing is bloody difficult, whatever, whatever. <laughs> or you can actually get in the know and understand a little bit more about how this all works. And I, I really do think that, you know, you, you start speaking to younger investors and I'm talking about like Gen Z, right? Mm -hmm. I actually should, they should be called generation W generation weird because they really are into some weird things, but crypto is a big part of their investment portfolio. And, you know, it's not because they're just dumb morons. It's actually because, like, this is a group that is sort of tech first. And, you know, the, the idea of having physical objects that create value, I mean, that's sort of a, it's an outdated thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely just have to start learning about the space, if nothing else. Well, I like that. Um, Revix had a U.S. dollar savings. You could try it. It could change your life. That's what Stink Mina says right now. And you can go and see all the different products that uh, Revix have. You can pretty much do uh, the most amazing things with your money and just watch it grow, watch it pull back sometimes, but mostly grow. And it's a fun ride to be on. I can vouch for that. I've got uh, some money invested with Revix and it's fun to log on every other day and check what's happening there. Sometimes you look at it and you go, Oh my God, that's so fantastic. I can't believe how lucky I am. And sometimes you go, yeah, it's a bit slow today, but I mean, that's, that's how, that's how it goes. Sean, it's good to see you. Thanks, man. Great, guys. Thanks very much. And, Have a good week. And Sean, okay. we'll always listen to you when it cr comes to crypto. When your analogies come up, maybe not so much, you know. No, I'm the worst at analogies, guys. I'm absolutely horrific. That's why I leave all the smart stuff to you guys. I just come in to talk about some numbers and like the way that the crypto market's move. No, no, no. That's no. not my strong suit at all. All right, dude. Have a happy Don't day. Don't buy a van. <laughs> Don't <laughs> buy a van. Buy a van. <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. All right, there we go. That's Sean Sanders and Revix.com, R-E-V-I-X.com. Go and check them out. Cliffcentral.com.